Do you like horror? Sci-fi? Superheroes? Comics and adventure. SunsetCrypt.com has you covered. With reviews and articles. Two associated podcasts. Hot damn! Topics on a ton of bullshit and all geekery grounds with Crypt Keepers Curtis Sturrock, Steve Brown, and Jeff Smith. SunsetCrypt.com. Only the reader knows what awaits them. His name is Curtis Durrock There's not much that he won't mock But he'll talk to his friends about sex and rear ends Yeah, it's wrestling with myself Some know him as Scotty O'Shea And he's really into ass play Steve Brown tags along and Mello wrote the song It's wrestling with myself Wrestling with myself Sometimes he does it by himself Discussing wrestling in movies Drugs, hookers, and boobies It's wrestling with myself Whoa-ho Wrestling with myself Whoa-ho Wrestling with myself On a Friday night He's got his flashlight It's wrestling with myself Whoa-ho Wrestling with myself Whoa-ho Wrestling with myself Discussing wrestling in movies Drugs, hookers, and boobies Myself. Whoa, whoa, wrestling with myself. Whoa, whoa, wrestling with myself. Discussing wrestling in movies, drugs, hookers, and boobies. Wrestling with myself. Good morrow. New episode. Or it's an old episode if you're listening to this from the future. Uh, wrestling myself. You already know that because you heard the intro song. Uh, don't get your hopes up too much, though. It's just a solo cast today. Unless I decide to pause this and call somebody. But I wasn't planning on it. So, physical distancing is still a thing. It's May 17th, Year of Our Lord, 2020. And I haven't had anybody on this podcast in front of me in a long, long, long time. And I could call up somebody... But, you know, guys, I realize I have the same rotating four guests on this podcast. I get it. It's because they're my friends, and I hate reaching out to people and uh, having that pit in my stomach like I'm becoming a nuisance. So I never reach out to new people, and when I do, like I did, uh, I talked to the Iron Spartan and Jimmy Corderas. That might have been within a month of each other, and now I feel like my quota is done for a while. But we'll see what happens. I do like talking to people. It's just... uh, the insane amount of guilt I feel just asking somebody for their time. So that's why I have the same uh, same five or six idiots on this podcast that come uh, that rotate through. So I decided to give everybody a break today and just do a, a solo cast. I don't know how I'm going to fill an hour because much like the entire world, I'm still in, under quarantine. Well, I'm not really under quarantine. I never really was, I guess, because I left to go to work every day. But... Um, we're still in this weird limbo of a life we're living. So, uh, things are starting to open up, but I haven't done anything. I haven't gone on any adventures or expeditions. I've just been coming home and fucking going in the hot tub and gardening. Not even gardening, but like landscaping. So, I don't got a lot to talk about, I don't think. But we're going to try to fill it because I owe you guys a podcast. I actually owe you two because I think I missed last week, but you know, that happens. It's weird. Everybody has the most free time in the world than they ever have, than they ever will. But uh, I think we've been, what is this, the eighth week, seventh or eighth week now? And at first, everyone was motivated. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wake up. I'm going to make a shake. I'm going to go for a run. I'm going to come back to yoga. I'm going to have a nap just 20 minutes, so that's all you fucking need. No, no longer. You know, I'm going to get dressed every day, do my hair. Now everybody's walking around like a fucking one-night stand. Everyone's giving up. All hope is lost. It's May 2 for a long weekend. It's actually not totally shitty out. It's also not actually May 24th, which is always weird. If the Queen's birthday is May 24th, like, I'm happy you give us a long weekend. I get it. But if her birthday is just the 24th, just give us off the 24th, whatever day it may be. 
It's weird to call it May 2 for Long Weekend. And everybody does. I know someone's yelling in their fucking phone right now. You know, it's actually called Victoria Day Weekend. Nobody calls it that. All right? Unless you're a calendar maker, nobody calls it that. We all call it May 2-4, yet we're celebrating on the weekend of May 16th, 17th, and 18th. We're almost 10 days off. But, uh, I can't even remember what the hell I was talking about. I'm off the rails already three minutes in the podcast, but Mother's Day was last Monday. Uh, no, last Sunday, sorry. Uh, I actually hung out with my family for the first time in forever. We broke the rules, and I understand if you want to hate me, I get it, but uh, it was my mom's decision. She was just like, I can't take it anymore. My mom's a busy bee. She's one of those fucking psychos that, like, on her day off, she actually wears jeans. Like, all day. And uh, she always needs something to do. Like, her, she's a typical woman, too. Like, my day off, if I have a day off, I'm trying to do as little as possible, right? Like, it's my day off right now, obviously, it's Sunday. So what did, um, what am I doing? Uh, I cleaned up a little bit, which took a total of 10 minutes, because I'm not really cleaning, I'm just tidying. And then I'm going to catch up on the 400 pounds of laundry we have. That's probably what you can hear in the background, my dryer's going right now. We haven't done laundry in, honestly, probably end of March. So we have so much, and I got the time, I was like, you know what, I'll do it. I kind of like doing laundry too, you know? I, I know that's kind of woman's work, but I do enjoy it. I just take the laundry basket upstairs, I fold all the shit on the coffee table as I'm watching something. I don't know, it's like I'm doing a chore, but I'm still getting to do absolutely nothing and watch my dumb shows. Yeah, it's all right. And uh, I, I came to the conclusion, I know I'm still in love with Rushland. And I guess that's a good thing to say. Maybe I'm not in love with her, but I'm still sexually attracted to her. Because um, I realized when I fold laundry and we get to her, uh, how should we say it, uh, her unmentionables, I get a little turned on. You know? Women all got those whale tail underwear and stuff. It's kind of hot. And I think when that feeling goes, when I stop sniffing her underwear... Whenever I do laundry is when I know this relationship is over. But what the fuck was I talking about? I was talking about my mom, then I got into sniffing underwear. Strange transition. But my mom's the kind of person, like, yeah, on her day off, she has to fucking fill it with stuff nonstop. A relaxing day to her is like, I'll, I'll, do, I'll go do groceries, then I'll go look for new blinds, and then I'll go over here, then I'll go visit my sisters, and then I'll uh, go outside and garden, and then I'll make lunch, and then when lunch is done, I'll do all the dishes, then I'll take the dishes out of the cupboards and wipe down all the cupboards, wipe down all the doors, you know, vacuum the vacuum, all that crazy shit. I'm the polar opposite. So, her being in uh, this lockdown mode, she's still going to work. But she's just going absolutely batshit crazy. And I asked, so we've been talking. And I was like, so how's dad doing with all this? My mom's like, what? your dad wouldn't even know anything has changed. Unless he was, wasn't watching the news all the time. My dad's been retired for a couple of years now. His, his daily routine is wake up. He used to go to Donut Diner with all his other senior citizen friends and have a coffee at like 4.30 in the morning. So he'd be back before the day really started. I don't even know if he does that all the time anymore. I think that's more of just a, a sporadic thing. So taking that out of the equation, I think all he really does, he wakes up, has a coffee, sits on the couch, reads the paper, then does the crossword puzzle in the paper. He'll watch like Coronation Street if that's on. If not, like I'd say sports highlights, but that's not a lot. there's not a lot of that. I always ask him if he's watched anything on Netflix, and he never says he does, so I don't think he watches Netflix. Uh, he watches the Golf Channel a lot, and then once he's done that crossword puzzle, he has, like, a bunch of books with find a word. What are those called? They're not called find a words. Uh, word searches, then another crossword, and Sudoku, and all that shit. And then he'll take my dog for a walk. Not my dog, his dog, I guess. And then he'll come home. Oh, sometimes if the weather's shitty, he'll drive my mom to work because my mom's the most paranoid driver of all time. But if not, she'll go to work. He has my old truck, so maybe he'll do some farting around in the truck. I doubt it. And then uh, I think he takes the dog for like three drives. or Not drives, walks. And then my mom gets home and then she makes dinner. He eats it, goes back on the couch. 
And then uh, they just watch, like, whatever it is. Jeopardy, Wheel of Fortune. Like, he lives the retired life that kills people because it's just like, oh, my God. He has no purpose anymore. But my dad was such a busy fuck when he was working. It's just like he's getting it all back now and he's loving it. And he's not bored. He also doesn't have any hobbies. He started to go to, uh, before the world ended, him and my brother were going to, uh, I don't even know what you call it, virtual golf? Because he doesn't like, like, he used to, golf was his only, like, real hobby, I guess you could say. And then, as he got older, he just had no interest in it. And I guess my brother introduced him to this. It's like, when you hit the golf ball into the giant screen, and then the screen kind of calibrates where your ball would have went, and then it's all like digital and stuff and they show and he's been doing that he's in a league or something he's loving it but that's been gone for like two months now so god knows what he's doing but my mom texted us and was like we're having mother's day we're gonna do it i'm sick of it and i was like is that a good idea she goes i don't care anymore you know very selfish but i understand and then she texted me back and said we're gonna do it at your brother's house because he's got space we can all sit outside and be a little more uh spaced out from each other I was like all right great so i text my brother i was like do i need to bring anything he's like you want to bring a dessert i was like yeah i can because i'm known as like the pie guy the baker in the family i was like all right and then uh he's he texted me back he's like if you don't want to just let me know i'll pick up dessert and i was like all right well why don't you pick up dessert just in case because i didn't want to go to the grocery store because i hate that feeling of standing in the line to get into the grocery store for whatever reason it just gives me the willies it's like I'm standing up for the... Sl I'm fucking... I feel like a... I feel like I'm like a pig just in line for the slaughterhouse. I've only lined up once for Fortino's and it just... I don't know what it was. It just kind of creeped me out. So I said, uh, if I have all the stuff at the house, I'll make something. If not, why don't you just pick something up just in case. Regardless, it's dessert. It's going to get eaten. So I started making... Uh, I looked in... Looked in the drawers in the cupboards, and I found I had shit to make uh, a pie crust. So I was like, okay, what can I fill this with? And I found, I found uh, chocolate pudding. I was like, perfect, I'll make like a chocolate pudding pie. My grandma used to make it all the time. It went over great. A little whipped cream. Come on, it goes great. So I make that, and then I take it over to my brother's house. And it's just the laughing stock. And I was like, oh, that's nice. I asked you to bring over dessert. You bring over that. It's like, that's a homemade pie crust with chocolate pudding. If I would have just brought over chocolate pudding in a bowl, nobody would, it wouldn't be a big deal. But for some reason, they thought I like skimped out. Because it's like, oh, you, you just put chocolate pudding in a pie crust and putting, passing it off as a dessert. Well, yeah, it is a fucking dessert. That's a homemade pie crust. That's unsalted butter, flour, water, a little salt, a little lard, and a lot of love. So, ev not evidently, but... I was the only one to eat a piece of my pie, and then everybody else had the fucking DQ ice cream cake that he bought, just in case. Like, I meant, like, buy butter tarts or something. You know, just in case I don't bring anything over. But, and then I was sick last week, which was a little, little, uh, concerning, considering I was around my old fucking parents and stuff. But it was just the flu, and I know what you're saying. Ah, it could have been corona. No, it wasn't fucking corona. Plus, it was gone in two days. It was just, uh, I felt that, like... That night, we got home late that night, and then I watched the Money in the Bank match, which we can get into, but I'll say it right now, wasn't a big fan, but moving on, uh, yeah, I got home that night, and just my head, like, I think I've talked about it on the podcast, for years and years and years, like, up until, like, three years ago, I had never, not once, hand to God, suffered from a headache in any form. I've been dropped on my head, I've been punched in the face, I've never really gotten a headache and I remember I got a real bad one. I think it was a migraine after a crossbody show once. And that was the first time I ever really felt it. And then ever since then, very, very rarely, I will feel the lightest of headaches. And then, for whatever reason, when we got home from my brother's house last week, I just had a bit of a headache. It wasn't bad. And I went to bed, and then, like, two hours later, I woke up, and I think I had a migraine. It's hard to tell because I haven't had enough headaches to distinguish the difference between a headache and a migraine. But, uh, yeah, it was killing me. I was up all night, really, and uh, couldn't do anything. Like, it wasn't even like the flu. It was just, I had, like, a three-day migraine. It was the weirdest thing, and it was fucking, like, debilitating, too. Anyone who suffers from migraines, like... 
I, I understand it completely now. It is, I couldn't do anything. If I move my head at all, it feels like somebody was just taking a bat against my brain. It was the worst. So I missed, I ended up missing Monday and Tuesday. I never, ever, ever, ever miss two days of work in a row due to sickness. Every once in a while, I'll be sick and uh, I'll, I'll just take a day. And uh, even if I'm not feeling the greatest, I'll just go in the next day. Because I find typically, once you get up and get moving, you feel better. And this was not the case. I just couldn't do anything. We brought the mattress, the futon mattress. Yes, the one Jeff pissed on. Totally cleaned it, though. I fucking cleaned that thing so much. I'd love to take it apart. I swear, the fabric inside, like, the stuffing of the futon is going to be, like, highlighter white at this point. Instead, there There is not a trace of urine. CSI could come over and look at that thing. I basically dunked that thing in hydrogen peroxide, lemon juice, fucking vinegar, baking soda, all of it. I... I no lie, he pissed on that thing almost a year ago to the day, and I only finished cleaning it maybe four months ago. I think it was right around December. But we brought that mattress upstairs. Uh, I laid on that thing all fucking day and just passed the fuck out. But it's funny because I like, when I'm in the living room, I like sleeping while the TV's on. So I just, I turned Netflix on and I just kept putting movies on. And as soon as it would start, I'd fall asleep. And then when it would end, it was like the silence would wake me up. And then I'd turn my, t I'd turn something else on. So I'm trying to think what I watched. I watched Back to the Future 1 and 2. And when I say watched, I mean I turned it on, immediately went to sleep. What else did I put on? Talladega Nights. Uh, Night at the Roxbury. And Anchorman. I think those were the five. I just had them on all day. Maybe in total, I watched 12 minutes. And that was mostly just, like, the very beginning when it says, like, a Jerry Bruckheimer production or whatever. And Ross had to work till, like, noon that day. So I, I don't know if I've talked about it before, but they're doing crazy amount of uh, construction on my street. And those that have been to my house know we have a shared driveway. And by shared driveway, I mean it's just the neighbors. So we don't actually have a driveway, but we live close to the corner of our street. And the corner of our street is where everybody parks. These are all old fucking World War One wartime houses. Not everybody had a car, so not every place has a driveway. But uh, this corner long street, it's its this street on the corner, people for blocks and blocks and blocks park there. There's so much parking. So really, it, it, parking isn't really an issue. An issue, issue, issue here. But they've been tearing it up for like, since the, I swear to God, uh, fuck, this pandemic started like march 17th the day it was announced a pandemic they ripped up the road and it's like a two kilometer road and they ripped up the whole thing at once so there's no parking at all so people are just making up parking spots scrambling and it's it's a total fucking that's a migraine in itself but so every day when i come home for work it's just a crapshoot where i'm gonna park i've parked so far away from home before so sunday night I had parked quite a ways away from home. And as Ross was leaving for work, she's like, hey, do you want me to bring your truck closer and have, and you can park, in, like, park it in my spot because I had a good spot close to the house? I said, yeah, sure. So she goes, uh, you know what? I just moved your car into the parking spot. She comes back and says this and says, your tire pressure monitoring system light came on. So your, uh, one of your tires is out of air or uh has lost some air. Why don't I take it into work? Because she works at the tire center. And uh, I'll just fill it up for you. I was like, yeah, whatever. I'm, I am I just have to close my eyes and go to bed. So she comes back a couple hours later. And she says, did you ever luck the fuck out? And I was like, why? And I'm saying this while my eyes are closed. Like, I'm not even really listening. But I guess um, my tire was low because while I was driving around this construction site of a fucking parking lot we live nearby now, uh... I ran over a nail and it was in my tire, so it was causing a slow leak. And if she didn't realize there was a slow leak and she didn't take it into work to get it fixed, by the time I would have woken up what we thought was Tuesday morning to go to work, it actually ended up being Wednesday morning because I missed two days, I would have been on my fucking rim. And that would have been a headache and I would have had to miss most of Wednesday too. So she took it and she got it all fixed before I even know there was a problem. She's a good lady. She's not a mechanic, though. Don't get it confused. She's a tire technician. But yeah, Mother's Day was good. Um, it was nice to see everybody again. 
It was really nice. You know, sometimes I even go longer than this than seeing my parents and my brother. So it wasn't even like the length of time was the issue, but it was nice. Just everybody's kind of been hunkered down and the cabin fever has really set in. So it was just nice to like get out and act normal for a minute. But it was strange because like my brother lives in a pretty nice neighborhood and as like their neighbors across the street, they were just having, they were in their garage watching TV and like they were giving us those fucking faces when we all got out of the car. Well, me and Ross came separate, so that's two cars. And then my parents drove up, so three separate cars went into the same house. Like I was getting the side eye from them. So and I get it, I do get it, but we took as many safety precautions as necessary. And by safety precautions, I mean uh, we sat six feet away from each other. But uh, yeah, I've been checking in with everyone. Everyone's still feeling okay, luckily. But man, it's crazy time. I'd be lying to say, I, I talked about this with Ross last night, I'd be lying to say I haven't been enjoying this time though. It's just, uh, it's been nice just to slow down, you know, since the, since basically the minute I started professionally wrestling at a very young age, every one of my weekends was busy. And yeah, of course, there's the odd one, of course. I've had weekends where I've had nothing to do, of course, but not like this. It's like one or two weekends once in a while. But when I started wrestling, 13 years old, uh, I started on a Saturday, Saturday, 10.30, 12.30 practice, and then Sunday was 12.30 to 2.30. Then, then we had practice on Tuesday, I believe that was 7 to 9, and Thursday was 7 to 9. So even when I wasn't working shows, every Saturday and Sunday for a couple years was spent wrestling. And then as soon as I could go to shows, every fucking ra- every weekend was jam-packed with me going to shows, trying to get on, or me working the odd show, and then luckily we're in this pro wrestling renaissance, or we were, who knows what's going to happen when we come out of this, but... So every weekend for my entire adult life has been pretty busy, and I'm sure everybody has busy fucking weekends, I'm not just trying to single myself out like, oh, woe is me, I've never had a minute to nap. No, it's nothing like that, I'm just speaking personally. So it's been nice just to go to work for five days and then come home, and my favorite thing to do is just relax at home anyway. So kind of me being stuck at home, I've never really had an issue with it. I know the longer this goes, the more issues that will arise. But I just like to hang out, especially the weather's getting nicer. I've had a lot of real good fucking days, like a lot of them. So it's just been nice. I've tr- I've been just trying to enjoy this time as much as possible because we'll never get it back. We will look back at this time with nostalgia and miss it. We will, as much as you hate it right now, you know, one of these days, life's going to get back to normal and you're going to be busy and you're going to be stressed and over your head and you're going to be like, how nice was it when we just had like 60 days just to do nothing but slow down. So I'm trying to enjoy every minute. And it, it has been like, like, the past couple Saturdays have been pretty nice. I wake up, Ross wakes up early to go to work. She brings me a coffee. I wake up, I go sit out on the deck. It's beautiful, the sun's on me. I have my coffee, I have a cigar, I bring the iPad out. Just, I'm a pretty easy guy to please. And it's been really nice. I've also been fasting a lot lately. I always kind of do the 16 by 8 fast, but I'm pretty lenient with it. I haven't been strict, and then uh, I've just decided for the past two weeks, I've done two 24-hour fasts a week, just to see if I could. I remember years and years and years ago, I was like fucking 13 or 14 years old. It was during the summer, just the dog days of summer when you're not in school, and I was just bored, and I was just like, I'm just going to see if I could not eat for a day, and I remember not eating for an entire 24 hours and how hard it was, and then I remember I made my first ever oven pizza that night. My parents must have gone to the casino or something. My brother was out and I made my first oven pizza and it was the most delicious taste I had ever, that had ever, you know, came in my mouth. I'll say that again for anybody who wants to nip that clip. Came in my mouth. But, you know, I follow a Latin lover, Martin Drasco on Instagram. I think if you're involved with Ontario Ender Wrestling, you're aware of him if you're not already following him. And he's a big proponent of fasting. And so I just decided I'd give it a shot, and I did 24 hours. I can eat, like, I'm not a breakfast guy. I can make it to lunch almost no problem. So I just figured, like, uh, what if I just do dinner to dinner? 
And uh, the night I started, the night before, we had a real late dinner. It was like an 8 o'clock dinner. So I was like, all right, I'm, I'll just try to make it to 8 o'clock tomorrow. And all I had was black coffee and water. And it was difficult for about two hours between about... I think knowing that I wasn't going to eat lunch, I got more hungry at about 9 to 11. I usually eat lunch about noon. But after that, it's just it's, it's not an issue. And not only does your energy not drop, you become more focused. And you feel real great. You know, any bloating you had is gone. And just you feel like you're doing something. You feel like you're really taking control of your body as well. You feel hydrated. Uh, it's fun. I, I'm into it. I'm going to start doing it more. Uh, once you get over, like, hunger is kind of just in your head because you've trained your body that... The minute it wants sugar or salt, you give it sugar or salt. And uh, you just kind of got to break that habit. And it doesn't last long. You're not going to sit around all day hungry. I read a fucking... What really got me into this is I've been aware of Martin forever. But I just came across... Somebody posted something. I came across this link. I can't remember what the guy's name was. Let me find it for you. Uh, Angus Fasting Fat Dude. I think his name was Angus. The true story of a man who survived without any food for 382 days. This is what really fucking sparked my fucking wick to do this. So, this fat guy, uh, what's his name? Uh, Angus Barberi, or Barberi, uh, he went 382 days fasting. He was a 27-year-old Scotsman who ate absolutely nothing. Uh... He was grossly obese at the time, according to his doctors, weighing 456 pounds. It's funny that that was, that was probably the fattest man in the world now. And now we have athletes that are around that size. And if they're not athletes, they're just everyday people that live in Kentucky. The doctors put him on a short fast, thinking it would help him lose some weight, though they didn't expect him to keep it off. But as days without food turned into weeks, Barberi felt eager to continue the program. Absurd and risky as his goal sounded, fasts over 40 days were and still are considered dangerous. No shit. He wanted to reach his ideal weight of 180 pounds, so he kept going. In what was a surprise to his doctors, he lived his daily life mostly from home during the fast, coming into hospital for frequent checkups and overnight stays. Regular sugar, blood sugar tests intended to demonstrate that he was somehow able to fund intended to demonstrate that he was somehow able to function while very hypoglycemic assert doctors that he really wasn't eating weeks turned into months barberi took vitamins on various occasions throughout the fast including potassium and sodium supplements he was allowed to drink coffee tea and sparkling water all of which are naturally calorie free he said that he said there were the occasional time that he'd have a touch of sugar in milk in tea a touch of sugar or milk in tea especially in his final weeks of fasting. At the end of his ordeal, Barberi tipped the scales at 180 pounds. Five years later, he'd still kept almost all the weight he'd lost off, weighing in at 196 pounds. Crazy. And then his first, I can't find it on this article, but his first meal back after like the 380 days, it was like one dry piece of toast, a hard-boiled egg, and I don't know, like a coffee. And he was full for like four days after that. It's crazy. So that that's kind of what got me going. Like, I've always heard about fasting, but it's really become popular lately. And I kind of get it because it takes nothing. Actually, the more you have, the more difficult it is. Like, it's the lazy man's diet. And even if I don't lose a ton of weight, I'm a weird guy. Uh, those that know me, I'm almost like reverse body dysmorph. Dysmorph. How do you end that? Dysmorphian? Body dysmorphia. I'm reverse body dysmorphia. There we go. We got there. And uh, I know I don't look great, but I feel good. And that's how I weigh out everything. Uh, when me and Ross were on holidays last week, or last month, sorry, when uh, we were supposed to be in Vegas, but that all got canceled, I ate like an absolute walrus. And I felt disgusting. And I could just feel it in my body. You know, my body, like, it probably didn't look a lot worse, but... It just felt different. I felt heavy. And that's kind of when I know when to reel it back in. And uh, wrestling has always kept me, kept me on track too. Because I love being that chubby guy. That uh, when I work with people who are in much better shape than me. I love having them tell me to slow down because they're tired or whatnot. And uh, when I can see them huffing. 
huffing air and I'm still okay, that really gets my fucking rocks off. Not that I try to blow anyone up, but I think uh, everybody has a different form of cardio, and I think just the fact that I've been wrestling for so long... Uh, me and Ethan Page used to say this all the time. We blew up every match. We just knew how to deal with it. You know, blowing up was just step two in a match. Uh, so it was like our normal. So it was nothing to worry about. Whereas a lot of people, when they get blown up, they almost stop completely. But uh, yeah, so wrestling always kept me in check because as long as I could perform well and perform good and not blow up, I didn't really care. But now that we don't have wrestling as like... Uh, the barometer of how fat I am, but, so I started doing this fasting thing twice a week, two 24-hour fasts a week, and I just feel great, and you're essentially allowed to eat whatever you want when you come off that fast, I still try to keep it somewhat healthy, because, you know, you can eat, like, a lot of calories in one sitting, you can easily eat, like, 4,000 calories with one Taco Bell order, so, just try to keep it between the lines, and we'll see where this goes, but, I needed a new hobby during this isolation period, so I think that'll be it. Uh, what else is there to talk about? I really don't know, guys. How long are we in? Because I have something planned. Don't get your hopes up. It's not going to be great. Oh, we're 29 minutes in. God damn, we're killing it. Oh, let's get into Money in the Bank, though. So, I didn't watch the whole show. I only watched the Money in the Bank matches. And I got to be honest, I was so excited for this concept of the briefcases being on top of Titan Towers and you starting on the ground floor or whatever. Uh, it sounded like something a toddler invented, and Vince finally just l let him have it. Uh, this is the only time in human history we're going to be allowed to have that because there's no fans in attendance. So I was super excited for it, and I watched it, and I was just underwhelmed the entire time. I thought there were so many things they could have done that they just didn't do. Like, it was essentially a battle royale through the hallways of fucking Titan Towers. I thought we were going to see, like, dumb moves. Like, not not dangerous or anything, just you have a whole building full of blind spots and angles where you could get really creative, and it was just a lot of kicky punching up until the roof. Uh, I realize WWE's style of comedy is for toddlers. Uh, I have to remind myself that a lot. Sometimes they do something really funny, but I think most of the time that comes off that wasn't uh, planned. When Dana Brooke walks into Paul Heyman and she's still got her picture around her head, that was funny. Uh, what else was funny? Uh, Otis just being Otis is funny. Uh, there's another thing. Like uh, I remember the hardest I laughed in the whole thing was somebody's uh, they make it to the roof, somebody's laying on the outside of the ring, and then Otis, like I want to say he throws a ladder into the ring, then he has to step over this guy to get into the ring, and he like trips, and he just like makes a funny noise and just is very Otis. And I that's the hardest I laughed. Baron Corbin committed uh, murder on two people. And then I don't watch Raw, but I guess they both showed up the next day. I don't know. It was just, I was really excited. I just don't think they did anything. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about these cinematic matches. I seem to be the only one that doesn't really like them. Uh, I have to go back and revisit the Boneyard match. I've talked about this before, I'm at nauseum, I know, I'm, I'm, uh, I apologize about it, but it's just, I don't know what I want, I don't want background music, I don't want special lighting everywhere, I, I don't want multiple camera cuts, oh, that is one thing I did enjoy, the Money in the Bank match, they had a lot of obvious Hollywood style, this is uh, a multi-camera fucking sitcom camera shots, if you just kept the camera more sporadic, uh, no, no special lighting, like this is a fucking... Broadway play, no background music. I think I'd like it more. Like, I can suspend my disbelief for so much, but at the end of the day, I do enjoy the wrestling for the faux fucking competition of it. And knowing that these guys are taking multiple takes and stuff, I don't, it, it takes me out of it. I'm sorry. It does. But uh, everybody else is enjoying it, so that's good. I don't have to enjoy everything, you know? Uh, but yeah, it just wasn't my favorite. No, I was really let down by it because I was really looking forward to it. And, but it does, I, I think it makes me feel better that when I go online, I seem to be the odd one out because that means they're doing something good and everybody else is enjoying it. But it just, it's missing something for me and I can't quite put my finger on it. But I digress. It doesn't fucking matter anyways. I, I, I'm a big fan of people taking chances. I've been watching so much Japanese professional wrestling lately. Um... 
I always watch quite a bit, but that's essentially all I've been watching for a long time. Like, oh, I used to hate Kensuke Sasaki, and I watched probably 25 of his matches in the past couple days. He's just a fucking tank of a man. Uh, there's a 9-hour, 10-minute uh, video on YouTube of all of Kenta Kobashi's GH GHC title uh, defenses on YouTube. It's nine nine hours ten minutes, I believe. I watched six of uh, six hours of that yesterday. Uh, what else have I been watching? Lots of movies. I got Shutter again, so I've been watching a lot of horror movies. Joe Bob's Last Drive-In. Been watching that every Friday with Jeff Smith. Um, if you know who Joe Bob is, that's great. If you don't, that's cool too. He's just a guy who hosts. Um, he used to have a show on TNT called Monster Vision, and before that, he had a show too. Uh, he basically is just like the male Elvira and instead of when these movies go to commercials when they're on TV they don't go to commercial they go to him and he just has a special guest of somebody who was in the movie he'll give trivia of the movie or stuff but he's a big uh he's a big fan of kind of like b-level low budget horror movies that don't really get their due and so every Friday on Shudder there's Joe Bob's Last Drive-In and they show two movies typically kind of um ones that don't get the fanfare they deserve and he just kind of showcases that and brings it to uh, an audience that has possibly never seen it and it's been the best uh we got nine weeks of it and i think this was the fifth week of it so we got four weeks after this and it's been a godsend throughout this because every friday i look forward to it uh we use google not google we use house party me and Jeff sit on that thing and watch the movies at the same time. Steve will usually come in, and then Mello will usually come in. It's been a lot of fun, man. Uh, just getting caught up on so much stuff while at the same time not getting caught up on anything. It's a weird time. But I've been playing Call of Duty, too, the, the, the new free one. The Fortnite version, whatever it is. I suck at that, but it's so much goddamn fun. I love when I can find a video game I can get into. It takes me so long to sometimes. But man, when I can get a when I can find a game that I can really sink my teeth into, it's the fucking best. I love love losing hours and hours to video games cuz I've never been a huge gamer. And like once or twice a year something'll come out and I'll really really get I'll get behind it and fall in love with it. And uh man, I don't care what people say. A good time's not a wasted time and there's nothing better than when you have free time, it's shitty outside, you know, you got nothing to do, nobody's home, and you're just playing video games with your friends. It's the fucking best. I was playing Friday 13th with Puff for a while there. It's just good times and great memories. Okay, moving forward, though. Uh, as you all know, I am Bill Burr's number one fan. He's the reason I started this podcast. Uh, I probably mimic him more than I realize uh, I steal some of his verbiage. I steal the Boston accent from him. This whole podcast is just due to my love and asphyxiation with Bill Burr. So I know I rip him off a ton. So I'm going to rip him off with one more thing that he used to do on his podcast. And that was overrated and underrated. He used to have people call in or uh, email in on things that they thought were overrated and underrated. And he doesn't do it anymore. In his throwback episodes, you can still hear it. But I've always thought it was a great idea. So I'm going to bring it back. I'm going to say a couple overrated underrateds. I have. And overrated and underrated. The overrated doesn't mean I don't like it or I don't use it. It just means it's a little overrated. Like, I'm not crazy to say that Facebook is overrated. We can probably all agree on that. But we all use it, but it is fucking overrated. We don't need it. So I jotted down a list over the past week or so of just things that kind of come into my mind and I have an opinion on it. So I'll share it with you and please tweet me you're overrated and underrated. It's going to be anything. But I'll start. I'll say overrated. Bath bombs, for one. If you don't know what bath bombs are, they look like a giant, not even a giant, they look like a fucking snowball made of flour that you throw in your bathtub. It stains the fucking porcelain. Uh, 
it looks like gray water in your bathtub. It starts out as a pretty purple or pink or blue, and then within 20 fucking seconds of you splish splashing around, it looks like somebody just took a diarrhea dump in your bathtub and now you're just bathing in it. They're dumb. Uh, I feel like that's something that's going to get... Uh, in By 2025, we won't even remember bath bombs were a thing. They might still be around at farmer's markets and stuff, but... Every girl at some time in their life has taken an Instagram video of them dropping a bath bomb into their bath. Ladies, we don't care about your bath bomb. Show me your cooter in the bathtub, would ya? But bath bombs, totally overrated. Underrated. Washing your feet. Yeah, you heard me. Washing your feet. I don't mean standing in the shower, washing your body, and not the soles of your feet. I mean taking that loofah, putting moisturizer, shampoo, conditioner, whatever something that lathers into the loofah, and actually getting on your feet. I don't know about anybody else. I never washed my feet. I thought since I'm standing in the shower, it was doing the deed. And it might, to be honest, it, it might do that. But there is a freeing sensation of when you take something, could even just be a bar of soap, doesn't matter. When you step out of the shower after you've properly washed the soles of your feet, you feel like you're flying. You feel lighter than ever. It is a you. You truly feel clean after that. You know when you take a big dump skis and you go to wipe and there's nothing there, but all day you're still like I don't feel totally clean until you get in the shower and just make sure your your muffler is clean as a whistle. Like there's a different thing in your head. That's like washing your feet as well. Overrated. Front row at concerts. I have been a big fan of this one forever. I've never understood why people try to get so close to concerts. Uh, well, I do, actually. If you're one of those people that likes to, like, touch somebody, like, oh, my God, Macklemore, slap my hand. I kind of get it. I've never been that person. I'm there for the music. This is not 1881 now. We have surround sound. Speakers are great. Uh, I've gone to many amphitheaters in my life. I've literally been against the back wall on the lawn, and it still sounds amazing. I'm there for the music. I'm not there to fucking be close to the guy. It's not, it, it, That's what a Titantron's for. You're there. You're at the concert. You, you're there. You're with the guy. Uh, yeah. Underrated. Colors. Yes, you heard that right. Colors in general. I talked about this on a podcast like two years ago, but when I look back at my... Um, downloads. It's my lowest downloaded podcast since I came on Anchor. Uh, it just fell through the cracks. It's a solo cast. I don't think many people like the solo cast, but I don't care. I enjoy doing them every once in a while. But colors. Have you ever just like... I have a feeling when we're all on death's doorstep and we're fucking in our bed, we're withering away, one of the things we're going to miss is just sitting outside and enjoying it all. You know, the wind, everything. And I don't know if... I always get in this fucking gay mood when it comes to gardening season, but it's just like the snow is gone. It's not cold and gray all the time. The grass is green. There's colors. There's flowers. It's just nice to like literally appreciate the color yellow, like truly just like take it in, let it soak in and be like, this is a beautiful thing. And people who are colorblind should off themselves because they're missing a giant chunk of what this world has given us. Overrated. Bacon. Bacon. I love bacon. I love it. It's great in the morning. It's great on. It's great for lunch. Hell, it's even great for dinner. But we don't need everything bacon. This bacon phenomenon that's been happening for the past like 15 years has to take a break. I have a Monopoly game that's called Baconopoly. Ross's mom gave it to me. I don't know why. She gave me a calendar, a bacon calendar. There's bacon lube. There's bacon swim trunks. There's bacon hats. Like, I just don't know what this obsession with bacon came to. It's great. It's really good. But let's just dial it back a little bit. It's a food. It tastes good. And, uh, but let's also get down to brass tacks. Canadian bacon's better, baby. Not just because it's got the greatest country's name in it. No, it's truly better. So let's just, like, uh, again, I'm a fan but I'm just kind of sick of uh, every manly man on Facebook has something like, what I eat for breakfast, 10 liters of black coffee, black piece of pussy, and 
two pounds of bacon. It's always something fucking dumb, like bacon makes you more of a man. Go fuck yourself. It's good. A lot of things are good. Cheetos are good. Get over it, okay? Underrated. Cologne. This is a controversial one. This is one I've never really talked about. But I've encountered issues with it. Not even issues. I've encountered... Uh, over the past, I want to say, three months, I've noticed I am the odd man out with this one. So, I'm not leaving my house today. I'm just giving you an example. I'm not... I will not be leaving my house today. I will not be seeing anyone. For the past eight weeks, I haven't really seen anyone. I wear deodorant and cologne every day of my life. I will shower shortly after this. I will then go get ready, put on some clothes. By clothes, I mean basketball shorts and a hoodie. I will put cologne on and I will put deodorant on. I'm not bathing in it. I just give myself a spray. At work, somebody smelt me coming in and they go, you got cologne on? I go, yeah. I'm like, what, you got a hot date later on? It's like, no, I just like to smell nice. It's just one one or two, that's all. And then I walk into it. It makes, it makes your confidence good. Everybody enjoys it. Don't bathe in it, of course. Nobody likes anybody who smells good or bad when it's too strong. Just give yourself a brisk of it. And women appreciate it. Trust me, women appreciate it. The greatest compliment you can give or you can get is when you give somebody a hug or something and they go, you smell good. That is the greatest compliment. They can be like, wow, you're fat as shit, your hair looks terrible, your ears are gigantic, fucking, your nipples are milking, but you smell fantastic. I'm a big fan of cologne. You can buy it cheap. I used to buy the Tim McGraw cologne from Shoppers Drug Mart. I had that shit for years. I still have a little bit left in my last container, and I only use it on, like, the hottest of date nights. I love it, and I think uh, the special people in your life will appreciate it. And uh, give it a shot. If you're not a cologne guy, it's not just for Friday and Saturday nights when you take the girl out. No, just fucking wear it. Somebody that smells nice, like, it feels like you walk by somebody and you get a little whiff of their cologne. They're like, oh, he's an important person. He's on his way to do something because he can't smell like caca all day. Deodorant cologne. I'd almost put cologne ahead of deodorant. I'm not gonna because I'm not a fucking caveman. But that's how much I like him. Um, overrated. Chicken wings. Going back to the food. Yet again, I love chicken wings. I've made, I've eaten probably six billion of them on my life. But I don't know when they came in vogue to just... Like, that's another thing. It's like every fucking football fucking Bud Light drinking man in the world thinks chicken wings just the greatest food on earth. And it's like, they're good. But it's also... Like, it's like, it's, I can't even think right now. They're a pain in the ass to eat. And I know they're easy to eat at sometimes. You can get your technique. I can eat chicken wings pretty easy. Mine are typically a one bite, whether it's a flat or a wing. I prefer the wing. A lot of people prefer flats. But it's like a fucking ton of work to get it done, you know? You get this giant one pound, not one pound, giant like, I don't know, I don't know, weight. Six ounce chicken wing. Really, it's only three ounces. And they're expensive as shit now. You know, maybe back in the day when it was like 10 cents a wing, I'd understand it more. But for a pound of wings, a pound of wings is only eight wings. That's like $8.99. You're paying more than a dollar for a wing, getting minimal meat. I don't know. Get nuggets or something. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like a fucking pansy when I get boneless wings too. It's just... Yet again, I like them... They're just overrated. There's got to be something. It's almost fucking 2021, and we still think chicken wings is the greatest party food of all time. I don't know. I don't have an answer for that one. I just think they're overrated. Not every sports bar needs chicken wings, but at the same time, I do. Because if I go in, if I go into a sports bar, I go in to watch something, chicken wings is just like the automatic response when the waiter asks, hey, what do you want? Chicken wings, of course. Nachos, chicken wings. But I just feel like we should have something new. Even ribs. Yeah, ribs is a pain in the ass, too. Ribs is the exact fucking same. I don't know. Maybe, like, uh, chicken tendies. Chicken tendies is where it's at. Because when you say, like, oh, can I get nuggets, you sound like a toddler. But when you go, like, oh, can I get chicken strips? Like, oh, this guy must be a bodybuilder. He's trying to get all his fucking protein in. 
Okay, what else is there? I got a few more. Um, oh. Underrated. Chain wallets. Yeah, you heard that right. Chain wallets. You want to look like Fred Durst? You don't have to. You just need a chain wallet, okay? They're underrated. If you don't know what I'm talking about, a chain wallet is much like it's much like it's called. It's a chain that attaches to your wallet, and then you usually put it on the other end. You attach it to a belt loop, so the chain loops down and then goes up your ass into your back pocket where your wallet is. It's unreal. I used to be a big fan of them. I used to wear them a lot. Then people would make fun of me, so I didn't wear them anymore. But I want to bring them back because I think, for one, it's a security system for your wallet. Okay, Nobody can pickpocket you. Yet again, I've never been pickpocketed. So, thus, why would I need a chain wallet? But it's just in case. It's like insurance, okay? It's like fucking home insurance. Hopefully, you never have to use it, but it's there just in case. Plus, it's a security system wrapped up in a, a fucking weapon. Somebody steals your wallet, you pull it back, you take the chain off, you wrap it around your knuckles, and give them the right there, Fred, right over the top of the fucking nose. They're down. Your woman thinks you're amazing because you knocked them out with one punch. You know, I think chain wallets are going to come back. Maybe not with super baggy jeans, but like a lot of country music stars wear chain wallets and they got like the tight fucking jeans, the cool boots, you know, big belt buckle. And they just look like badasses. You know, bikers wear chain wallets. There's something to this. I'm standing by it. Underrated, or sorry, overrated. Fake eyelashes. This goes out to my lady listeners, so none of you. Ladies, I don't understand most of the things you do. Okay, but I will give you credit. As much as I hate those fake big duck lips, I understand why you do it. It's because your lips look big. I don't know, you look like a good kisser, but we notice them. Good or bad, we notice your lips. Hair extensions, okay? Or any of that bullshit you put in your hair. You remember the snooky, like, fucking princess crown they used to put in, put their hair over it so it gave them a poof? Yet again, dumb or not, retarded or not, we notice it. Ladies, let me break it down for you right now. If you're going out, if you notice that your man is spraying on some cologne and you get the hint that maybe he's taking you out on a hot date and you put on fake eyelashes to impress him, let me tell you right now. He doesn't even realize you have eyelashes in the first place. So gluing on longer ones doesn't matter. I have never noticed somebody's eyelashes. Never. You know the only time I'm ever reminded that I have eyelashes? Or anybody has eyelashes? The only time I'm reminded eyelashes is, exist is when I used to be at my grandma's house and an eyelash would fall off, land on my cheek, and she'd pull it off, would take it off with her finger, and said, your eyelash fell out, fell off. Blow it off my finger and make a wish. That's the only reason eyelashes exist is so your grandmother can get, grant you wishes. Okay? Fake eyelashes are the dumbest shit ever. There's a lot of dumb cosmetic things women do. Okay? Lots. Fake eyelashes, I'm putting it on the top. You can get your fucking love handles pumped out and put it in your ass and it looks like you're wearing a diaper. I don't care. I under I can wrap my brain around all of it to some extent. But fake eyelashes is where you lose me. Also, I've been a big proponent of pubic hair. You know, well-trimmed, well-maintained pubic hair. And I'm not giving out any names, but somebody that lives in this house whose name rhymes with moss has caved and is growing in a little love patch for somebody. And I am head over heels in love with it. She's got like a nice little fucking Riley Reed patch down there and it is just mm, don't tell her I said that because I uh, she's super embarrassed about it she's like appalled she can't even look at it but I, I love it and it's not like it's just it's just it, it's like a Van Gogh down there truly I think that little puff of hair is nicer than the Mona Lisa it's just the perfect it's, it's like I can't even describe it it's like a little putting green down there it's beautiful not long just enough where it just like it looks like she's a woman, you know. It doesn't look like uh, she doesn't look like a, a, a fifth grader anymore, because that is the look. And I was for it for years. I'm still for it. I just like a little variety. 
I wish she'd tell me to grow mine out. Be like, oh yeah, you want some taint hair? How about just the balls? I just let the hair on my balls grow. Okay, underrated. Slippers, I'm wearing them right now. Again, I've talked about it on this podcast. Slippers are underrated. Immediately, especially, no, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna change this up. Know what's underrated? Taking your slippers to somebody's house who you're visiting. They will appreciate it because you're not fucking walking around, especially if you're barefoot. It's always awkward being barefoot in somebody else's house. But you take your slippers to somebody else's house. It's like you prepared. You have their their best interest in mind. It's like, oh, I, I just, who knows? They don't know what, like the bottom of people's socks is disgusting. Is there anything worse than getting a brand new pair of white socks? You wear them for 10 minutes. Look at the soles of your feet that you probably haven't washed in two decades. And now it looks like you just stomped through cement. They're so gray on the bottom. Whereas slippers, they have a rubber sole, right? I'm looking at mine right now. Hexagonal pattern on them. There's nothing on there. You know, I, I could eat off of this slipper. I'm not gonna, but I'm saying I could. Nothing's better than a new pair of slippers. You feel luxurious. It's like a little fucking... It's like a small little smurf just hugging your foot at all points. It's the best. Get yourself a pair of slippers, and then when you fall in love with them, get yourself a house coat or a robe. It'll change your life. Okay, what's next? I think I got one left of each. Overrated. Sex on the beach. For any of you people who have tried that, you already know what I'm saying. And I'm not talking about the... uh, alcoholic drink i'm talking about the practice of having intercourse beachside it's the worst i've done it i want to say three times each time getting ready for it was unbelievable so exciting it's like do you want to have sex on the beach tonight yeah i want to have sex on the beach we're gonna have sex on the beach oh my god this is great the second it starts you might as well just be like hey how about i just crinkle up this sandpaper Toss it down your fadge, and then I'll try to put in my sandpaper-wrapped wiener, and I'll try to force it in there. It's the worst. If, you, if you've been able to pull it off and have a good time, God bless you. You have to be very careful. Bring lots of blankets. Plus, if you're bringing, like, lube or something with you, yeah, I get it. That's like the game genie. It's like a cheat code for it. Not, not in general. I'm a big fan of lube in general, but if you're so prepared that you bring lube to the beach in hopes of having sex on the beach god bless you but i I never think that far ahead i would almost rather just go out in the water it's equally as hard but you don't feel the friction quite as much uh it's worth a shot if you haven't tried it it's worth trying and the second you try it you'll be like okay i get exactly what he's talking about it's it's not all it's made out to be lastly underrated big fan of this one i would have never believed i was a big fan of this one until a couple years ago being the little spoon. I'm talking all the guys out there, really. Girls are always the little spoon. But if you've ever had the girl be your big spoon, I get it. I get why girls love it so much. Well, my default position when I sleep is sleeping on my side away from Ross. And every once in a while, she'll come and spoon me. And it is like, oh, I feel like I'm in a fucking ski lodge with the fireplace going off. You know, we're wearing giant wool sweaters i feel just so comfortable I feel so safe and then every once in a while she goes down south with her right hand and a little <laughs> you know what i'm saying be the little spoon try it out one day it's fun have them have your head in the back in their face that's the worst you just gotta watch because you can't fart sometimes you gotta hold it in you don't want to fart on their muff okay especially if there's hair down there it absorbs the smell and the next time you go down to chinatown it smells like uh, the sewage plant was backed up. So I think that's it, guys. Did we make it an hour? Let me check. How funny would this be if it's not even recording? If it's not recording, I'm not doing it again. 57 minutes! Hallelujah! It's 11.12 a.m. The day's just beginning. Guys, this was a lot of fun. I hope you're listening. I hope you know I love you. I hope you know Tom Segura likes pissing everybody off. Um... Yeah, guys, I don't know what else to say. Hopefully, we'll see you guys soon. If not, take care. Wash your hair. Peace in the Middle East. Um, I have one guy that uh, reached out to me, and uh, he wants to be on the podcast. He pro- I could have asked him at any time, but I do appreciate when people reach out to me because it takes the... 
pressure off of me that I'm going to bother them and they're going to feel like they're forced to have an interview. And uh, that's the worst feeling. I want people to come on this podcast because they want to have a good time and they enjoy it. And not that they feel pressured to, that they have to do it. But, um, I don't know, he... He's in the midst of a bit of a controversial uh, Twitter thread on Twitter right now, so I don't know if I should lay it, let it lay low a little bit longer and then have him on or whatnot, but uh, his name rhymes with Reichel Relgen. But uh, great dude. He's always treated me great. Um, he'll be on soon. And then after that, hopefully this lifts and I'll be actually able to talk to people in person. If not, we'll just do the Zoom fucking meetings or whatever, the voice calls, whatever it takes. This podcast isn't going anywhere ever, guys. Get fucking used to it. We're coming up close to episode 200. And with that, I think what I'm going to do, I'll let the cat out of the bag again. I think what I'm going to do is, uh, much like the best of 100 episodes I did 100 episodes ago, I think I'm going to do best of the last 100 episodes and I'll do a montage of things that highlights from podcast of years gone by of the previous 100 podcast. If you have a favorite, try to remind me, tweet at me, remind me what it is. I'll do my best to search for it, look for it, and then I really want it uh, this best of the last 100 episodes episode to be really good, really funny. I think the first one is actually worth going back and listening to. You hear the first podcast I ever did. I'm in my truck with the shittiest microphone of all time. It sounds terrible. But there's some really good uh, snippets of funny moments and whatnot back then. So if you have a favorite moment, moment, please let me know. And I'll do my absolute best to get it in there. And yeah, guys, hopefully I see you all soon. Take care. Um, I felt like I had something else I wanted to leave off on this, but I don't know. I can't remember. All right, guys. Oops. Um, yeah, all right. Peace out.